Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Samson Davis. A few days ago, I was on TikTok and heard the term Dean Dussy, and I have not been the same. <laughs> Stace Babcock. Can you say that again more slowly? Dean Dussy. Is that like a bussy? D&D. Bussy. It's a Dean Dussy. <laughs> I have a lot to learn. <laughs> Come to the dark side, Stace. Come to the dark side. How do you spell... Oh, no, don't. No, 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 no. Do not Google. <laughs> you can put ussy on anything. Like, my computer is the p-sussy, p-c-sussy, compussy? Compussy. Compussy. Right. Oh, that sounds worse, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex Finn. Um, this is like the first day in t- a couple days that Max hasn't woken up angry at my dad because he had a fight with him in his dreams. it's so awkward because i bring him over there and he's clearly upset with my dad but he wasn't angry with him like the day before like he'll eventually get over it so i'm pretty sure he's like having arguments with my dad in his sleep runs down my stairs to like continue this fight stace's face tells me she googled it anyway and i did and like what did you guys think that i would fall apart over i am somewhat offended (laughs) well no it's just i didn't want you to get like some weird virus on your computer for clicking on all the bussy links Mm. listen the first result when you google bussy is jack antonoff learns what bussy means in video reading (laughs) (laughs) that sounds actually but you know what Never mind. I'll spare you guys that. Like, just like in the early days of the internet, know that there was a heavily featured bussy on a shock site. And if you want to know more, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know which one? Goatsy. Yeah. 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 What? The human body is quite a miracle. Is this the jar thing? or The human rectum is almost nightmarishly elastic. Yeah, I can put a raccoon um, up there. <laughs> anyway. So, who remembers what happened last time? Oh, I do. I'm going to pick. Well, what a coincidence. I was just about to pick. Uh-uh. Actually, wait. Shut up. Everyone shut up. I need to talk about Die Hard Dice. Oh, that's right. It's been a while, listeners, since we've done this. It's Life happened, and I forgot our lines. <laughs> hey, do you want 10% off some great dice? You should use our Dice affiliate code Explorers Wanted when you go buy dice at dieharddice.com. Explorers Wanted at checkout. Get 10% off. And you get some very nice dice, and also we get a little kickback from it, which helps support us. So get some dice for yourself, support us, and continue on with your day. Thank you. Explorers Wanted. Mm-hmm. And and they have beautiful metal dice, and they have beautiful polymer dice, and they also have a new tarot set that they just did a campaign around. Oh, fuck. Where they had sourced artists from the community for like an RPG tarot set. <laughs> Are we both looking this up now? Yes. <laughs> Can you hear the clack? They clack on the recording. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, fuck. 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 Yeah, listener, you're going to want to stop what you're doing and take a look at this Everyone shit. Everyone stop what you're doing. We're going. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. And when you do eventually order it, use our Dice Philly code, Explorers Wanted at checkout. And also tell a friend. Like, this isn't just Explorers Wanted fans only. Like, tell your friends, buy some dice who don't listen to podcasts, and then get 10% off their order as well. Get those math rocks. Yeah. We'll let you know if it's something that's our only <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Get some. <laughs> oh, so pretty. It's rainbow. Fuck. Oh, these are very nice. Mm-hmm. Fuck.
So, Stace, what happened last time? Oh, yeah. So, last time on Explorers Wanted, it started out somewhere. I may be melding these two episodes a little bit. It's okay. So, Zach, Vlad's good friend Zach, um, came back into our lives to take us back to the proctors for questioning, aka debriefing, following the Waves arm at recent events. But offered to help the crew achieve whatever they're out here by the Proving Grounds to achieve. And so they go to the Proving Grounds and Nix and Dilly are quite invested in discovering what's in the library. Find some clues. Zach and Cha-Cha are outside performing not scientific experiments on her uh, rapidly fading arm <laughs> and um, <laughs> discover, much to Nix's shock, and also to somewhat to her validation, discovered that the Pathfinders had a secret gym with all the best equipment and supplements. So the crew spends night there. Did we discover the key clues last episode or was that the episode before? It would have been before because you were already out of the proving grounds by last episode. Oh, then I don't remember what happened at all. We had the fight, fight with the humanoids that came in. What? No, <laughs> Samson, you better take this one. The 15 foot tall ones. What? They yeeted us up into the air. Remember? They'd like throw us up and then. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Dilly's like little squirrel flaps really came in handy mm-hmm. um, in that situation. And then after that, we went to the safe house and uh, met the Proctors or about to be the Proctors. I think that's what happened last episode. Well, there's some other important <laughs> details, specifically what those giant humanoids were looking for. Was it Nyx again? Because I swear to God. No, I think it was this time was Cha-Cha. It was Cha-Cha. Like they were going to grab her like a football and run. Key was promised. The key was called. So yeah, so then we made it to the safe house. Yes. After Al- Cha-Cha, who is not Alex, uh-uh. completely different, <laughs> was nearly kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, Nyx is not looking good. Rude. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's not rude. That's what happens. What I wrote down. From the uh, consistent draining of her life energy every night. Maybe. The last line I have in my notes from last session is fucking Hubert II, and I don't know what that means. So, Nix, you woke up and you felt like shit. You had to make a might defense roll. Ah. You passed your might defense roll, and then you looked down and Hubert II was looking at you, and they opened themselves up again, showing those rows and rows of teeth, and then shut it, and then nuzzled closer to Aww. you. And that's where we ended the episode. Okay. Oh. I did not remember. I misspoke. <laughs> I live in a, wor- a world of delusions and lies. <laughs> yeah, Nix, you've just woken up. You both felt this weird tugging. And then Hubert made this face at you and then nuzzled up like... Whoa. Uh, who's around Nix at this moment? You guys are all probably staying in the same, like, cabin, essentially, at this place. Are the other two awake? I'm imagining this is Nix's get up and go for a morning run time, so Dilly is definitely sleeping. Yeah, you probably are up first. So Nix is going to take Hubert out on her morning run, but she is not going to morning run. <laughs> She's going to run her own non-scientific experiments with Hubert II. Okay. So first she, like, scritches above Hubert the Second's eyes and just, all right, do it again. And she'll like open her own mouth wide. No, show me your teeth. Eh? Open wide. 
And every time Nyx opens wide, she does like the full extension of her jaw, you know, snake style. After fully five minutes of attempting to do this, finally Hubert II kind of blinks their big dark eyes in their fur and then seems to once again like split in half, showing rows and rows of teeth. All right, hold it, hold and then it. Shuts it again. Oh, put a stick in there. What are you? And it just kind of nuzzles closer to your neck. Are you, uh... So, Nyx will go and she will... I know we usually just sort of, you know, Nyx hunts and that's sort of a thing that she does to feed herself. But what she wants to do this time is she wants Mm -hmm. to try to catch some living creatures to dangle before Hubert and see if if they entice Hubert the second. Okay. Roll me 1d6. Four. Okay. So, over the course of your hunting, you find four different critters of various sizes. The largest one is maybe the size of a goose. It's about the size of a goose, but not avian. It's more like amphibian-like. And Hubert doesn't seem that interested in them, or in the case of the larger ones, it tends to shy away from them and nuzzle closer to you, like, for protection. Mm-hmm. So Nyx eats them, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I guess heads back to the room. Mm-hmm. She probably, like, did get a short run in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Definitely while you were trying to run and catch these things. They're small, but they're fast. I think at this point, Dilly is at least awake and just sipping on coffee right outside the cabin. Just, like, having a chill morning. Hey, Nix! Yo, Dilly, I, uh, I have a new theory about Hubert II. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It showed me its teeth again. Okay. It has teeth? Yeah. Didn't you see them? Like... During the fight with Arya? No, I was distracted by Arya. Yeah, you may have. Yeah, fair enough. No, Hubert's got teeth. Hubert, two. Nick's adds, remembering <laughs> that that's what she named him. Chacha, you do start waking up because Hubert the first is like scribbling around in your pocket, hearing the word Hubert over and over again. Like a nervous <laughs> kind or a murderous kind of scritching? More like just like, like somebody's talking about me using a term that. I know refers to me, but I don't know really what it means. I guess Chacha's just going to, like, roll over and kind of get the pocket that Hubert is in closer to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Nix, you just said Hubert, too. Has teeth. And, uh, oh, and Nix will look at Hubert, too, and, and do the, you know, extend her own jaw, trying to get <laughs> Hubert, too. No, come on. And she, like... <laughs> She keeps doing this in front of Dilly, just like ever increasingly more desperate for it to work. <laughs> don't don't hurt yourself, Dilly. Don't. You can watch this for about ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, Hubert the second just like opens up in half now with like rows of teeth, and Dilly, I think that uh, Hubert the second might be eating my energy to evolve. What? Either that or it's that thimble of blood I drank that one time. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's, I, this is not my wheelhouse. Um, why do you think he's, why do you think this? What's, uh. Well, one time, I, Hubert, the original, hurt Hubert the second while I was sleeping. Stab. And it when I stab. woke up, I also, yeah, I also felt hurt. And like, every morning I wake up. And I feel worse. And I was like, maybe it's dehydration. But let me tell you guys, like, it is not dehydration. 
considering how hydrated I've been lately. So yeah, it might be Hubert the second or that thimble of blood I drank. I feel like I cannot rule that out still. But Hubert the second is changing, right? And like doesn't eat. Have you ever seen Hubert the second eat? No, but I I don't know. I I was kind of thought you like you were feeding him when you were out hunting. But oh no, it's not like a plant, and that just lives on sunlight. Dilly just kind of jumps as Chacha is just there. <laughs> okay, yeah, morning, Chacha. So wait, you said Hubert the second is changing. What do you mean? Well, Dilly, it, it you know Hubert opens himself in half and shows off two gigantic rows of teeth. Like oh, and she starts opening her jaw and closing it at Hubert the second again. No, open your mouth. Long, slow blinks from its dark, moist eyes. Can you kind of use your hands to open his mouth? Like, I gently, obviously, but like... Uh, Nyx checks Hubert the second for any sign of jaw or way to encourage him to open his mouth. Hubert the second starts whimpering. Uh, no. So, I mean... I'm sure it'll happen again. I don't want to, you know, bother him. Right. Okay. Hmm. Do you think it's bad? I feel like it's getting a little out of hand. Like, I am waking up worse and worse. I don't know. I, yeah, you are. I guess we kind of depends on, like, how far is it going to go? Because, like, if he kills you in order to evolve, then that's not good. That does seem anti what we want. Yeah, yeah. But maybe it's like a mosquito. Like, it's just, he's just going to take a little bit. And those be like itchy for a while. I guess we need to figure out what Hubert the second is. Yeah. Also, like, what if this is like Hubert the second puberty? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Unsettling changes to the body. There's hair everywhere. Yeah. Hair everywhere. Maybe the guardians will know, or at least know of somebody we can ask. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Nix does not otherwise do anything about Hubert the second. <laughs> Puts him right back. Just a quick thing. Can I hold Hubert the second? I just want to see what he does. All right. Nix will uh, hand Hubert the second over to Dilly. Dilly will just hold him in his hands. Hubert the second shivers for a moment, coming away from Nix. But as they settle into your hands, they kind of blink at you a couple times and seem to nuzzle into your, your palms <gasps> a little bit and makes a little like... Betrayal. <laughs> Do you want to hang on to Hubert the second, Dilly? I get, yeah, for now. It does look like it wants to, like, it's making those little trills, but it does occasionally, like, turn its little eyes to try to watch Nyx. Aww. <laughs> Just for a little while, Hubert, the second, while we try to figure out what you are. I think this is yeah. jealousy. Like, he's trying to make Nyx jealous. Yeah. Well, it's working. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll just see what happens over the course of the day, because, yeah, if something is happening to you physically, like, I'm probably going to notice sooner just because I'm not physically fit like you are. So maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You'll just assume it was from normal life living. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And Dan, is Astrovision picking anything up or? Astrovision isn't laying anything about Hubert II at all. All right. Dilly will just put Hubert II on his shoulder and then we'll see what happens. So Hubert II doesn't have, like, feet, so it has to sort of tenuously balance up there. It's definitely trying to, not necessarily out of, not not affection, but it's not, it's not necessarily, like, cuddling so much as, like, it definitely, like, 
snuggles into the side of your neck to basically try to keep itself steady. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I was going to say for blood. And which feels amazing. Nix, how do you not like fall asleep on Hubert II? Like, this is incredibly soft. I fall asleep all the time, Dilly. <laughs> From behind Cha Cha in the cabin that you guys just came out of, Cha Cha, you hear from right behind you. Have you eaten yet? Uh, it's Prentice. I mean, no. Well, Nix, have you eaten? You sometimes eat when you do the running. Yeah, I had a little snack. All right. There is food in the cabin across the way. Awesome. Dilly, go get food. Gotcha, we'll follow. Prentice is following along with you. Again, Prentice is relatively short, about Cha-Cha's size, essentially. Just hideously disfigured. Nobody knows why. <laughs> it's not like you can blame mm. a certain person about this. It's just a mystery. Who knew? Mm -hmm. So weird. So Prentice one, good to see you again. Two, um, mm -hmm. what can we expect from the Proctors? Mostly questions. It's in everyone's best interest to reach a consensus before the auditor arrives. We need to reach a consensus, or the proctors do, about us. Proctors. Okay. Do we get a vote? It will be easier to deal with the auditor if consensus is with you as well. Are you telling us to uh, get our stories straight? I would never interfere with an exploratory process. Got it. But do get our story straight before the auditor comes. Got it. Anybody who wants to can give me a social roll of 50. Or I mean, oh, yeah. I guess. Nat 20 for Nyx. 16. Holy shit. Uh, 16 as well. Okay. She's hiding it exceptionally well which might also be a function of the fact that it's hard for her to speak normally now. But you definitely detect a twinge of fear whenever Prentice says the word auditor. Nix, what would you like for a major effect? Ooh, I think that I would like the crew to be interrogated together. Ooh. Ooh, that's a big one. Because that was actually going to be one of the things Prentice told you is that... so. I think you're definitely going to have the edge at making this happen, but we're going to play through it a little bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. Prentice says, They will probably want to talk to Cha-Cha separately so that they can speak more freely with you and Dilly. Yeah, Cha-Cha should not, I think, be questioned alone without us present because it's in the contract. There has been a consistent bias against Cha-Cha since we joined the organization. And a lot of times people take Cha-Cha the wrong way. And so, uh, yeah, we do not. Now, maybe Dilly and I can have a separate conversation to go into more details. But Cha-Cha is in no way getting questioned alone. Yeah, I agree. It's I think with that approach and your natural 20, that's going to shift a little bit about how Prentice would propose this. She kind of pauses for a second and says... I will advocate that to the proctors. Thank you. In general, with individuals like Cha-Cha and myself, they typically defer 
to my judgment. Yeah, cool. Also, uh, do you, uh, I mean, before we go in there, Cha-Cha, do you want to show your new development to Prentice? Oh, I see. I mean, it's pretty awesome sometimes, but, like, it might become difficult later on. It's difficult now, Cha-Cha, because you're still mostly key. Did you say key or here or what did you say? Still mostly key. What does key mean? For the door. Oh, like literally, literally a key. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like QI key. And I was like, what? Yeah. Oh. No, no, common misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Hey, quick party aside. Dilly will bring Chacha next to the side, like 10 feet away from Prentice. Hey, should we tell her about the um, the dudes from yesterday or a few days ago or however long that was ago? They were all about like trying to kidnap Chacha and talking about the key that was promised. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that that. Yeah. Oh, you mean the robot kidnappers? Yes. The eaters. You got the silly. <laughs> uh, we returned to Prentice. Uh, hey, so there are some dudes that attacked us a few days ago that were trying to kidnap Chacha, and they were talking about, like, the key was promised, the key was called. Do you know anything about that? And Dilly will, with the help of his illusions, describe what the dudes look like. That is concerning. Uh. I wouldn't have expected them to wake so soon. What are they? They are servants of destruction. They serve the people that she kind of like squints at Chacha for a second, like trying to remember a term. And then she says, the people body cock comes from. Hmm. <laughs> Alex's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, where is Buddy Cop? Do you guys know? Stannis is trying to figure that out. When you say people Buddy Cop comes from, are you talking about, like, the uh, species that Buddy Cop comes from, or, like, the faction that Buddy Cop represented? Because I remember you said that there were different factions. Spe- species. Okay. Excuse me, I have to go speak with the Proctors if there's going to be a change in format. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you. She pops up and starts walking out of the cabin. She almost bumps into a figure coming in. Apologies. And she steps out and walking into the room is a familiar tall man in a cloak that you would recognize as Merrick. Merrick. Dilly. Hey. How you been? Not great. I hear you've been busy. That's a polite way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to escort the caller out here for her part of the testimony. Oh, shit. Mama Jay's here? Yeah, she's trying to recuperate right now. From the uh, lamprey attack. What? He pauses. He's like, and how do you know about a lamprey attack, Nix? I had a dream. Interesting. You know anything about those lampreys? Yeah, we have uh, figured some stuff out. So those lampreys are part of a... You you know my mother's situation, right? Yeah. Well, turns out she's a test subject and for teleportation. And the lampreys 
in Charmand are travelers who have been mutated after volunteering to uh, be the capacitor in those sorts of in that that experiment. So, uh, hmm. but that's all we know. That's interesting. I'd assume that they were mutated travelers because of the boots, but uh, I didn't know about the broader connection. Willingly uh, mutated, I believe. Hmm. Paul will be interested to hear that. I'm going to let her rest for a bit longer, though. I I wanted to come, but events prohibited it. Oh, I've been catching up on that. So I am uh, glad to hear that Mama J is all right. I wouldn't go that far. I, I, oh. But she's recovering. Alive. At least she is. And he looks briefly at Dilly again. Dilly, I think, just kind of looks down at his food after a moment. So, um, the Proctors got here last night, so hopefully things will get started soon. We have a couple days before the auditor gets here. Is there that same moment of, like, fear when Merrick talks about the auditor? Not fear, but definite uneasiness. Hey, what is the auditor? Is the auditor a person or more of a creature thing? Or all creatures, Dilly. Right, um, animal? Or mineral or vegetable or what is the auditor? They're a guardian. I'm surprised Vlad didn't cover this with you. <laughs> but Yeah. They were mentioned. Someone I feel like I knew about the Proctors. I think and the auditors. Prentice told us about the auditors or Stannis. I don't remember. Well, Dilly, the auditors are the ones that they, for lack of a better term, kind of police what happens, right? Or kind of judge. So the Proctors manage the organization mm -hmm. the auditors ensure compliance and within the scope of let's just put it this way there's no appeal to an auditor judgment the auditors are the final word on whether or not something has been done in accordance with the mission or if there's been a violation it's better if there is consensus before an auditor is fully briefed, because auditors have a tendency by nature of their role to dig, and they could find violations that are unrelated to the issue being addressed, and you can lose track of the entire proceeding. <laughs> okay. Sorry, as an accountant, I was just saying, this is all true fact in real life. <laughs> yes. Once an auditor is fully engaged, it's hard to tell when they will stop their investigation or what conclusions they'll reach. It's just very unpredictable at that point because they're very strict. Well, so none of us are planning on lying about anything. I don't know what stories there are to get straight. There's just like a lot that we don't know. Yeah, it's more that the consensus needs to be among the proctors about how they evaluate what happened and that there needs to be consensus on the path of action forward. If an auditor gets the feeling that there isn't consensus, that will trigger a deeper investigation. But basically, we need to get the proctors on the same page, basically convince them that our fuck-ups have had the best of intentions, and we are doing our best given the circumstances. That's a good first start, and it's not just one way. I mean, it'll be a collaborative exercise between you and the proctors, but the also not just what's happened so far, but what is the course of action going forward to solve whatever problems have arisen. Right. 
Yes. Okay. I should tell you that this isn't really fair for me to say, so I won't. Well, now we're intrigued. You can't just say that. Like, you can't just be like, I'm going to wait. No, never mind. I'm not going to tell you this thing after bringing it up. <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> so this is going to be a social role. Who's leading it? Nyx will. Okay. Nyx, you'll have an additional two assets because both Dilly and Cha-Cha were chiming in and and in ways that were beneficial to stuff. Not <laughs> <laughs> just like, fuck you. Yeah. So this would normally be an 18. So that brings it down to a 12. And then you have your social specialization. So that makes it a six. Three. <laughs> Can we re-roll that? Can we like give XP? I give you, are you, I'll give you my XP to re-roll that. All right. It's a two. <laughs> Nix is just like flexing her jaw and just like stretching it like she the worst thing. She a double bird and she's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll re-roll that. I feel like we got to have some successes at some point. I kind of hope it's a one no success so far. Oh my god, it's another fucking two. <laughs> oh no, that goes in dice. Jam. Okay. Yeah, we're done. It, it started. It lured me into a false sense of security with the nat twenty right off the bat. Mayor Gaze grows a little harsh. He's like, "I told you, it's it's not fair." And if you ask me again, I'm going to have to acknowledge that to the proctors. Oh, I thought you meant like not fair to us, not not fair to the process. I thought you were going to say something like really scathing about Dilly <laughs> or something. I... Dilly, because oh. of <laughs> I can't answer anymore i'm just gonna say it's not just your reputation that's on the line here oh yeah no i uh, yeah. i figured that out um does anybody at least know like who the auditor is or is that not known until they show up with auditors anybody can come but usually in this area if an auditor is being dispatched it's probably Harriton. there for lack of a better word you know assigned to this region all right and this is just a question, I guess, more about like the auditors in general. Like, but is Harriton a good auditor to get, or are the auditors just all very like lawful neutral and no bad? The auditors are the auditors. Let me put it this way: most guardians never have to meet an auditor. Lucky us. So I don't know. Okay, I've only ever exchanged with an auditor in passing. I've been fortunate; I've never had to go through an audit. Okay. I always pay for my classes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, well. I mean, can we give the auditor gifts so they like us more? Oh, that's probably a bad idea. Uh, that would be highly unadvised. I have to just check one thing. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I have this parachute. It's kind of useful. I, no, because I best case scenario is that we just get audited again, and then there's a second auditor, and let's not. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Merrick looks at Dilly and Nix and said, I know it's been a while since we talked through this before, but keep in mind that at least from an auditor's perspective, you're responsible for any of the behavior of your contractor. Yep. Some proctors are going to be a little bit more reasonable about that, but keep in mind that if any of them are pressing that issue, it's because they're aware that that is going to be a concern of an auditor if and when they get involved. 
I mean, that's fine. We're not throwing Cha-Cha under the bus. Okay, that's good. I just wanted to make sure that you're aware that that is going to be a factor in any conversation you have with proctors or if it comes to it, an auditor. Yeah, makes sense. And then he looks at Cha-Cha and he's like, and that's something for you to keep in mind, too. I mean, I guess. Speaking of which, you guys, for reasons, have been apart from your supervising guardian for a while. And he was on the road with you. Mm-hmm. And he reaches into his bag and he pulls out a stack of about 30 individual pieces of paperwork <laughs> and says, these are all kind of past due. And he plops them down on the table. He grabs himself the equivalent of a ninth world bagel and walks out the door. Oh, fuck. Oh, no, I am unable to read. Oh, no. I yeah, No, I got it. It's that. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Dilly, because I did it last time and it was terrible. Yeah. All right. Let's. Can you guys give me another thing of coffee, please? Oh, yeah. Yes. Whatever you want. <laughs> These forms appear to have a lot to do with expensing as well as sort of regular sort of reporting guidelines and things like that. So it's a combination of like listing your expenses. Obviously, since Vlad is unexpectedly not with you, you don't have a lot of insight into what budget he was working from. <laughs> but you do have paperwork that it is like a combination of a bunch of tax forms in terms of like their sort of opaqueness. <sighs> and then there's also a lengthy stack of disclosure forms related to contractor activity. <laughs> Samson would like to put Alex in the driver's seat of Dilly for this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think for sure, since Dilly can't really ask, Dilly would kind of work from the assumption that we were not given much of anything in terms of budget from Vlad, because mm -hmm. I, I don't remember us getting shit besides, like, some advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Dilly, give me... This is going to be uh, a cognitive task. Fuck, yeah. So factory in the fact that it's a cognitive task. So the hindrance puts it at a 15. All right. Yeah, I think four levels of effort feels appropriate for this one. That is an eight. Okay. So the good news is at least as far as the financial stuff is there, it seems to mostly be related to like expenses of which, and it really depends on how you're declaring like um, expenses for reimbursement since you guys didn't have that. There is one form there that has like essentially like a little post-it on it that is incredibly complex. Like all of the field names are in some sort of cipher. And the values there are equally as confusing. But the post-it itself says, don't worry about this one. The only thing that you can tell is at the top is that it has a contractor personnel expenses and it says Zacharo. Okay. But it's by far the most complex accounting document amongst and most of it is in code. But the post-it again says, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think when he, Dilly kind of like mostly wraps his head around the form, he's like, I, maybe this is how Zach is making a profit that no one, <laughs> no one fills out the form correctly. Well, all right. Dilly does his best. <laughs> Okay, so with your role, I think you get through the financial documents just fine. Mm -hmm. Give me a, another intellect role of 
I'm going to make it a 12 this time with your hindrance because you're already, you're starting to get the vibe for how these like paperwork documents are designed. Okay. But to get to the disclosures part. Um, that's a 12. Basically, two free levels of effort that would bring it to a six. Yeah, I'm just going to use the two free levels of effort I have to bring it to a six. And I have a 16. Okay. So the disclosure forms also, they're time consuming, but they do seem to be relatively straightforward. They're basically effectively looking for essentially like a bullet point of things that you guys have had Cha Cha do and any things that you're aware of that are potential complications from Cha Cha's activities. Uh, <laughs> 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 Dilly kind of yeah. gets stuck on that one. <laughs> I mean, just write it down. Like, we know about the mutation of Buddy Cop, and that's probably the big one, right? The fact that they're a kaiju now, and which is a word that's used in the ninth world. Um, and Amaranth Stone's involved. For, pretty straightforward, Dilly. Yeah, Dilly will write down that Cha Cha's actions resulted in the door remaining closed or some interest whatever version of that works for tax forms okay okay so you rolled well so i think you're able to like translate what you're trying to get across in this Mm -hmm. form that's fine uh oh dilly will also mention that cha-cha handed in a very dangerous cipher and also at some point dilly is like listing all the ciphers at least to make it seem like hey we're not being a total money sink Mm-hmm. Hey, we brought that nuke, remember? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We flipped the nuke. We handed that in. We were very responsible mm-hmm. with that one. Chacha is a responsible person on paper. And we remembered to do it before a big mission. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there are two spots at the bottom of these forms for guardian signatures. So that would be you and Nix. Dilly looks over the forms one last time and says, well, I fucked up. I'll at least learn how to do these damn forms anyway. And Dilly signs. And then points the places that Nix needs to sign an initial as well. Nix does. And she signs her name Nix Sladek. Ooh. <laughs> Guess I could just throw out this conflict of interest form. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does Chacha need to sign anything? I'm going to offer Dilly an XP. Okay, I'll take it. Ooh, yeah. Who do you give the other one to? I'm going to hand it over to Nix then. Awesome. Thank you. There's a section there for to attach a copy of the signed contract with Cha Cha Chauncey or Chauncey Cha Cha Latway. How does Cha Cha even Wait. sign things? They also just claim to be illiterate. <laughs> um, Which she is canonically not because she is translated. I know. Is translated <laughs> <She> is, <laughs> it's just a thing that Cha Cha's on that, that makes. Oh, maybe it's kind of like how true sight works that she could just know she just knows the meaning of things she can't read but she gets it legit wait were we ever given a like a, an actual contract no you were supposed to negotiate that with yeah. cha that was all on you guys to make sure Yo. you took care of well, we had a verbal contract dilly okay in which our contractor cha-cha received a third of the shit that we got Gotcha. And Dilly will mark the box that says verbal contract. There is no box for verbal contract. Damn it. Uh, Next this is a GM intrusion. Uh, there is no. Okay. Um, let's just, just quickly make one, I guess. And Dilly will go to his notebook, tear one out, and then just just make a very <laughs> bare bones contract. 
Does he backdate it? If Dilly knows what that is, yeah. Me stamps it. I don't I don't do this. I don't know what this means. Oh, put the date like that we started instead of today when we actually signed it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, Dilly will be transparent about that. Hmm. This is gonna be another in line. Oh, cool. This is gonna be a fifteen. Can Nyx help? Is it intriguing? Because it's like it's more legally. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna put all four levels of effort into this one. Fifteen. I don't know what the DC was. So fifteen plus fifteen was the DC. Oh, great. Before your hindrance. Okay. That I, as I said, four levels of effort into that. So okay, perfect. So you thinking ahead, remembering something that you saw at some point when you were doing work for somebody at the shop mm. where you had started based off of sort of a verbal agreement, you put in something that says per the um, terms of the original verbal agreement amended and restated in this document, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera, e pluribus unum, all that. Yeah. So there's spots for you and Nick's to sign and a spot where Cha-Cha will need to sign. All right. Nick's sign here, Cha-Cha here after she's done. Cha-Cha, by the way, you notice a line in there that Dilly probably put in there out of habit. That's right. It's that um, I acknowledge that I have had the rights to have my own counsel review this prior to signing. Hey, I get a counsel? Well, right. Um, yeah. I'll be your uh, counsel, Cha-Cha. But you're, you're up the second party. It would be very conflicted. Yeah, I'm true. I threw the form over here. I, it, yeah, this thing. Oh, well, it's what we already agreed to once, that's all I'm saying. Is it? Cha-cha, I need you to remember things accurately. Just just today. Wait, here's the side question that might be, like, calling too far back, and we'll just be like, fuck that side note. Whatever happened to the voice in Cha-cha's head, can that be a Cha-cha's console? <laughs> they have not talked to you in a long time they have said that i know you could try you could try to see if you can get them to answer you. uh didn't they leave when the battery incident yeah cha-cha held up that lightning bolt battery thing it said they were going to go away now but as far maybe they're there maybe they're not mm. either way they've been silent i guess cha-cha's gonna look for some horrors to be her console <laughs> Ooh, evens or odds um i'm feeling kind of odd today okay Stace will die. Tell me if you get even or odd. Even? There are no helpful horrors in the vicinity, but I will offer Cha-Cha an XP. Yes. <laughs> Who will you give the other one to? Where did we situate on XP needed? Uh, I think uh, Nyx is behind. Okay. Stace then. Wow. I can't imagine why with Stace's roles. <laughs> why she'd be the one. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Such a mystery. Cha-Cha, as you're looking for horrors to talk to horrors to talk to <laughs> um, cha-cha focus <laughs> you do see a somewhat familiar figure just outside the building short with eyes that emit purple smoke looking kind of forlornly in at you from a distance and it is clearly bastion but there's a difference Bastion has those stains of purple fluid all down the side of his face and staining his clothes. And his clothes are rent in several places, revealing open wounds that slowly ooze purple fluid. So Chacha's gonna run out and see if she can use her healing powers on Bastion with her non-corporeal hand. Okay. 
Okay, cool. Well, how is Chacha feeling about this? She wants it to work. She's just like, no, I can heal. This is non-corporeal. This will work. Okay, you can definitely use regeneration. Oh, yeah. So that will definitely help. I do need you to make an intellect roll with a hindrance of 18 to try to keep your emotions from triggering your nature-related abilities. I'm going to put some effort into this because I like Bastion's character. And I feel like we should probably not, like, emotionally disturb Chacha right before we have a big, like, important event where we need to be calm and collected. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to use two levels of effort. Okay, so that brings it down to a 12. Okay. Nat 20. Okay, what would you propose as a major effect? You are not going to trigger your mutations. Like, the dick part of me wants to be like, Chacha somehow negotiates better terms for herself in this written contract. I'm like, that doesn't make sense in this situation. Yeah, I don't know how Bastion would help you with that. I know. (laughs) I guess, like, Bastion gets extra healed, like, yes. Mm, Okay, yeah, so the wounds that are on his body begin closing up almost immediately. And he kind of shudders. Thanks, Chacha. It's, it's it's good to see you again. I mean, he's he's really angry, Chacha. I, I f- yeah, he's really angry. And the other plan didn't work so well. Other plan was kaiju battle. I I don't I don't know what that is. <laughs> but thanks. Yeah, it's it's hurt for a while. It hadn't been healing. Kind of looks at your ghost hand, ghost arm rather, and he says, "It looks like you're on your way, though." Yeah, I um, I figured that this was kind of like the price that we ended up on, and it's kind of like a, I mean, I guess that means more like adventures for us together. I'm not sure what that means, like for everything else. Eventually, but you're not all the way there yet, and did take his hand when he asked you to. You're still mostly a functioning key. You're like the second people to say that, but you're like the first person to not try and like grab and run with me when they say that. Oh, you met them. They are now dead, though, I think. Can they die? Um, I think so. There's an awful lot of them out there. Huh. They tend to move in small teams, though. Oh, that's good to know. That is good to know. Do you want to like hang out here? And I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, coming collect your stuff, buddy cop, giant kaiju who's going to definitely kill us all. They wouldn't need to do that. He can he can call me when he wants now. Can we, like, rip that off? Call you, too, or at least part of you. You're just mostly, you're mostly solid, Cha-Cha. It's the only reason he can't just yank you to wherever he is. Hmm. But could he, like, detach my arm and call that separately? I would hope he wouldn't think of that. I mean, life, man. Cha-Cha, from a distance, you can see across the way a figure you don't recognize. But clearly, like, somebody here from the Guardians, presumably. they don't. The Guardians don't really have, like, uniforms, so it's kind of difficult to, you know, identify them, which makes sense. They, they're a secret organization. They do not want to be, like, obviously able to be spotted by their clothes. Mm-hmm. But they're walking with authority towards you guys. Tall woman, sort of like strawberry blonde hair, dark eyes, and um, she has a scar going across her nose. I imagine Dilly is just 
when Chacha left the building, talked to Bastion Dill, he just kind of like waited at like the window or the door just to like give Chacha some space to do what Chacha does. But then seeing uh, this tall woman, Dilly, will quickly run out. It's like, all right, I think we ran out of time. Chacha, can you just quickly sign this? Just whatever, please. Oh, are you guys making a deal? You got to be careful with deals. I know. I was. Sometimes they don't work I out. I was trying to get console, but like everybody hears it's conflict interest. I could try to take a look for you, Chacha. Okay. Okay, you're going to sign this? I, what? I... Bastion looks over it and says, huh. I don't know what most of this means, Chacha. <laughs> See, I would... There's something in here about perpetuity, and I don't understand yeah. that. That seems like a bad word. I was wondering if there should be, like, a defined terms, like, this lasts for this many years, because it seems like I'm becoming an unaging horror. And if it's, like, in perpetuity... Yeah, I mean, with you becoming more like me, you got to start thinking about the long run. Like, And that, once again, this is, like... Bastion, someone who looks like an eight-year-old talking to you about, like, long-term planning. <laughs> he wants me to talk about my <laughs> 401k. <laughs> I mean, you gotta be thinking about not just what you want to be doing now, but like, you know, hopefully things in the future if you want to do something different. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I would try to put terms on this. Good point. Chacha takes out a pen from somewhere. I don't know where it came from, but she had one. Okay? <laughs> and she, like, crosses mm-hmm. out, like, the perpetuity and, like, for term of five years and then renegotiation mm-hmm. okay and uh bastion looks as like uh i don't know maybe initial it too uh, right there where you made the initial change and date yeah and then uh have mr guy with the scary shadow inside him initial it too. oh yeah that's his son who he's not talking to so they've become estranged i really hate when you do these one-sided conversations cha-cha i don't i can't follow i don't know what's happening <laughs> I'm talking with my console, and we, we've made some amendments that you will need to initial and date. Okay. Dilly does it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so does Chacha sign? Yep. <laughs> Relief. Like, there's like a, an aura of like kind of like a soft red light. Like, Finally. <sighs> <laughs> does Dilly sign? Yeah, duh. Okay. And are you going to take it to Nyx to have her sign an initial? Yes. <laughs> Nyx sign. Okay. And Nyx signs her... Uh her full name again and does the initials and date like somehow she had absorbed some form of contract theory from her parents <laughs> from her dad at least yeah she just does it so casually like she just knows what's going on <laughs> okay so you guys finish signing that and attaching it to the paperwork literally as this woman walks in the door oh my god <laughs> she looks at you and see you must be dilly i have paperwork that's great. I'll get that from you in a second. You must be Nyx. Yeah. And you're Cha-Cha. Yes. All right. I'm a honey. I'll be one of the proctors you'll be talking with today. Prentice has suggested that you all three be brought in for one conversation, and then we can have a separate conversation with Nyx and Dilly, where we can speak a little bit more freely about how things operate. Can I bring my console? She looks at you, kind of confused, and then she turns, and she looks at where Bastion is, and she kind of narrows her eyes for a second, and all of a sudden, her voice goes very deep and reverberating all around, and it says, you're not welcome here. And Chacha, you're the only one who sees this, but Bastion gets hit by, like, a great wind almost that you don't feel. 
and you see him go flying off into the distance, tumbling through the air. Ah, uh, man, that means Chacha's is going to be like upset for the rest of this encounter. I hope y'all know this. Chacha's no angry. So we're just going to ignore the fact that you've dismissed my console without my permission, huh? Your console is a servant of the things that we are meant to stop. I mean, they also raised me, so, uh... Only some of them. It's like saying you don't really care about your second cousin when they show up. I wouldn't know. My family was wiped out. Uh, it happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, they were mostly stationed at Fortress Nidal. At where? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have, uh, said that in front of your contractor. Well, Dilly. Yeah, I know. You know what this is. Yeah. That was the door, yeah? I, Dilly's just in the corner trying to, I don't know, trying to keep down a panic attack or something. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, um, we're here. Are we going to start the process and we'll talk to Chacha real quick and all that? We're to head over to the meeting room immediately. Great. Cool. We will follow you at a 20 foot distance while we talk about some stuff. We're going to stay together. Oh, and you hold my hand if we're staying together. I, Chacha, no, please, please don't. Right this way. Okay. Chacha, I I get that you're angry, completely valid, but whoever you were talking to, I don't think she ever explicitly said Bastion, I'm sure they're fine. They're just, they can't be involved because guardian secrecy and all that. Conflicts of interest, Chacha. Yeah, but they're totally safe, totally fine. Chacha kind of gives you the look of, we'll see how this is going to go. Shit's about to get real. <sighs> Fucked around and found out. Chacha, it's very important to me that things go well and that we solve some problems and that we don't make more problems. As long as they're not rude like they were before, then we can end it at this. But if they keep going, I will keep going. Cha-cha, they're probably going to be um, rude, but we kind of have to play along. Otherwise, we're probably going to get split up and sent to like different corners of the steadfast. So just play along. We'll stay together, even if they're rude. And you can tell them the truth about the horrors or whatever was just going on. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take long to reach this room. It's it's one of the larger cabins here. And as you step in, there are two other proctors and there's nowhere to sit. Like this is clearly a standing meeting. But one of them is a slender man, probably about five nine, quite the widow's peak. So his hair is very short and dark. And Ahani points at them and says, This is Proctor Corex. And this, and he points to somebody, and you see um, a humanoid species that you, none of you guys recognize. They have sort of bluish-purple skin and a sort of elongated forehead that bends backwards. like So it's almost like their whole head is like a bow shape. Mm-hmm. You can see like sort of massive, like flat teeth in their mouth. Like the kind of teeth that scream to you like, eats plants mostly, and they have sort of light purple-green eyes. They're introduced to you as Eltheus. Uh, can we get pronouns on Eltheus? Um, Eltheus does not seem to introduce any pronouns. Everybody else seems referring to them as a they. Gotcha. So, as you guys come in, Ahani takes her place along with the other proctors, and Korax kind of looks at Ahani, looks at Eltheus, and then looks at you guys says, All right, this meeting is called to order. Most of the questions in this particular meeting will be focused around 
and he pauses and says, do you prefer to go by Chauncey or Cha-Cha? Cha-Cha's easier. Okay. Mostly around information gathering that Cha-Cha can hopefully provide so that we can get a clearer understanding of events of Fortress Nidal. And it is at this point, I think nobody needs a social role at this point for you guys to see Ahani's eyes narrow at Cha-Cha. When that's said, mm-hmm. Korak says, for any matters that are not directly related to those questions, we'll have a separate meeting that will be Guardians only. Is everybody clear about that for the purposes of maintaining the appropriate secrecy safeguards in place that we won't deviate off into non-related topics in this particular meeting. However, in our next Guardian-only meeting, any topic is free to be discussed. Sounds good to me. Nix? Oh yeah, no, I'm clear on the rules. All right. So, Cha-Cha, in your own words, what can you tell us about what happened at the Fortress Nidal massacre? You're the only one that anybody saw leaving the area at the time. Where was this? I've been at a lot of places where a lot of people have died. Presumably, you would have encountered the door there. Oh, that place. Yes. So I got knocked out and woke up in a room. And then when I came through the hallway, I found the door where Buddy Cop was. And he was kind of saying, hey, you got to open this. And I was just like, do I? And he's like, you kind of do. And I was like, do I? And then I mutated him instead of opening the door. Just Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. instead of opening the door. Ahani kind of looks at Cha-Cha. And what about the dead people? Well, when I mutated Buddy Cop. 43 dead guardians. I personally did not kill anyone. Chacha nods like she's proud of herself. But did you witness their deaths? Did you in any way contribute or assist? Ahani starts getting more heated and Korak says, keep ourselves cool. This is an official investigation. I mean, I did not participate and I did not witness because it was kind of a, hey, I need to leave now or I might be forced to open this door and People keep telling me not to open the door. Only one person was telling me to open the door. And I was just like, maybe right now peer pressure on that side won't work. Altheus chimes in and says, tell us about who was asking you to open the door. Buddy Cop. And just for our clarification, Buddy Cop is who? Um, he's a horror who helped us like way back. Like when we first met each other, when... Mama Jay gave us our first task. He showed us how to get into the ruins. So Ahani leans forward a little bit and says, so this buddy cop is a collaborator of yours. Um, sometimes. Nix, because you have specialization in social, you notice that Ahani's eyes sort of sparkle with that. Like a personal victory. Like, ha trapped you with word. Just to add some context to that answer, uh... Buddy Cop did provide some assistance prior to us realizing that Buddy Cop was uh, at direct opposition to this organization. And in fact, before we were members of this organization and or contractors. Corex says, that is an important point. Thank you, Nix, for that clarification. And he kind of looks over and kind of glares at Ahani for a moment and then turns back. So you said you, this is Corex again, you said you mutated this 
entity. Yeah. In what manner? It's kind of a random roll the dice and it'll happen. I'm nature. Oh, no. We understand the nature a bit. There was a report that made our way about that. I meant, what is the nature of this entity's mutations? I mean, you all saw what happened. You were chasing it, weren't you? Like, Dilly said you were chasing it. Stannis is chasing it. Uh, I can provide a visual if you need. Eltheus looks at you and blinks and says, that would be very helpful, Dilly. Dilly uh, manifests like dog sesky sized uh, version of a buddy cop. In real life, he's a lot bigger. I'm just trying to, you know, stay within the confines of the room. I see. Can you provide us anything for scale? What would Dilly have seen? Trees. Trees. Uh, uh, Amaranth stone. <laughs> I, I don't think Dilly was there for that one, is the thing. <laughs> but Dilly will put, like, buddy cop within, like, the a scene of, like, a little forest or the environment that he saw buddy cop in. So, um, so this is a honey. And so, uh, cha-cha, you did that to him. I mean, like I said, it's random, or else a lot of things would have gone very different. Imagine if I could have turned him into a butthole. <laughs> there's just like a brief flicker where there's just, instead of a buddy cop, a butthole. but A giant butthole. <laughs> just, it's just it's just Dilly's mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just intrusive thought. <laughs> You're fucking this up, father. <laughs> Sorry, a Dilly. <laughs> Dilly seemingly keeps his composure. How about you give me a social roll for that? Oh, fine. Um, <laughs> it'll only be a nine. Two free levels of effort, bring it to a three. Fourteen, thank God. Okay, yeah, so Dilly keeps his composure. Ahani says to Cha-Cha, I suppose a lot of people dead from our understanding from this change anyway, both Guardian and Nan. Yeah, it, that's true. Um, but I, I, I want to state again that it was... Mutate or open the door. What can you tell us about the damage that was done to the door? Nothing. I don't know. What about you, Chacha? I mean, after I started the mutation, I kind of just booked it out of there. Like, I was not interested in seeing what happened. <laughs> so you don't know anything about the scratches along the door? That was probably Buddy Cop. Let's be honest. All right. I don't know. Eltheus chimes in and says, Chacha, while all the bodies were drained of blood and other fluids. The manners of death were quite varied. Some had very deliberate strikes and torn necks. Some were simply drained. Some were torn apart. We suspect there may have been more than one killer involved. Can you help us with that at all? Yeah, I think he was frustrated. That's about it. I don't honestly know. So to the best of your knowledge, Buddy Cop was the only one who killed anybody at Fortress Night Off. Yeah, I mean, Bastion kind of also hoofed it with me. You know, the one you so rudely ejected, who could have given input because he was also in the situation, but you're like, no. Honey kind of like perks up. Was Bastion involved in any of the deaths? Probably no, because I grabbed him and we ran. So I'm going to just chime in here because I don't know if Alex is going for cha-cha fibbing or if it's just that Alex doesn't remember. But Bastion did say when you and Buddy Cap were going there that he had gone there and cleaned out some of the people. Like, so he had killed a bunch of the guards before you and Buddy Cap went in. I mean, Chacha's thinking of it post. She's probably not remembering the before. So she's, okay. I'm not sure if it's a fib or she. she's just like, no, like if we... Because she thinks everyone died after. Like, maybe he killed a, like five people. Mm. 
Okay. So it's like maybe a lie of omission. I don't know. Yeah. It's tough because Chacha definitely saw bodies. Yeah. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do a social role? It'll be intellect based. You'll be at a hindrance because you're upset. Mm, yes. So that makes it an 18. And use two levels of effort. Okay. This is why we put so much edge into intellect. What do you mean, we? <laughs> <laughs> so I got a 16. All right. So Ahani looks a little disappointed in your answer. Altheus looks actually, as far as you can tell, like a little bit more relaxed. And Corex just kind of seems to be looking at both of them, trying to get a sense of where they're feeling. So this entity, as Dilly has mentioned, was also seen approaching the Proving Grounds. Is there anything that you can tell us about? And it's at this point that Eltheus chimes in and says, that is outside of the scope of this meeting. And Korax stops and says, you're right. You're quite right. Can Dilly do a quick kind of insight check on Korax and Eltheus just to kind of like get the vibe and where their head's at? Like, we all get what a hottie's all about, mm-hmm. but... Vibe check for What's... them. Mm-hmm. I want to check for vibes as well. Okay. So it's an 18 to start. So for Nyx, it's a 12. Would this be a cognitive task? Yeah, probably, because you're trying to figure this out. Okay. Like, well, yeah, I think so, because you, you have to be kind of mentally engaged to get this feel. It's not just like a... 16. Instinctual. Right, right. Um... I'm going to put four levels of effort into this because I want Dilly to know things. So it's 21, but then 18, 15, 12, 9. Dilly gets a three. Damn. Okay. So Dilly, you have no idea how these guys are feeling like Mm -hmm. In fact, they are the avatars of your anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Nyx, obviously a honey, is extremely predisposed to want to see the worst in Mm Cha-Cha. Probably for understandable reasons yeah. based off of what she said so far. Yeah. Eltheus honestly seems to be trying to navigate this in a way that is like they seem like they're trying to not be obvious about it, but they are trying to navigate things in a way that will put you all in the best light. Okay. But once again, they're trying to be as subtle about it as possible. So they're not necessarily like advocating on your behalf. They're just trying to prompt when appropriate or steer the conversation as best they can. Corex, you get the feeling, gets the vibe of somebody who is in a difficult situation and is trying his best to find some sort of compromise Got it. here between his colleagues. He gives off the impression of like a business meeting where you go in and there's somebody who's like the project manager Mm -hmm. who's running the meeting and they know that these people from different departments are at odds and they do not want to get along on this. And they're just trying to get a decision that they can move forward with. You get the impression that he's just trying to wrap things up in a way that will be tidy by the time the auditor gets here. Got it. Four extra times. Does anybody have further questions about the Fortress Nidal incident. And Ahani chimes in and says, we were told that people that don't open the door and like, it's heavy in her voice. Like she's clearly like calling out Prentice here. It's like, we were told that people that don't open the door become something else, but it doesn't look like that's completely happened in your case. 
Is uh, what's the is question? That a question? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was a statement. Eltheus nods and says, "It was just a statement. Please tell us your actual question, Ahani." Ahani sighs, looks at Chacha, and says, "Are you, or are you not, a functioning key to the door?" I mean that. First of all. One second, Chacha. First and foremost, Chacha is a living being. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. According to those kidnapping robots, yes. Chacha nods like she'd said something good. Mm, yes. Mm. <laughs> Ahani says, so you acknowledge that you are a functioning key, mm. which could theoretically at some point be used to open the door. I don't acknowledge it. Kidnapping robots acknowledge it. Ahani, like, opens her mouth like she's about to get, like, you can just see, like, the fire in her eyes. And Korax kind of clears his throat, <clears throat> and Ahani stops. Any other questions? And there's a long pause. It goes on for a long, long time. Dilly is gripping hard his antiperspirant stone. <laughs> <laughs> so Dilly's, like, effectively panting at this point to keep himself cooled down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, breathing slowly, but yes. Okay. Horex chimes in, is like, all right, given that there are no further questions being presented, I think we can close this particular meeting. The rest of you are excused. The proctors will take some time to discuss amongst ourselves before we have our guardian-only meeting. Cool. Yeah, thank you. But hang on, though. So we have a little break here. Do you guys have any, like, nature or animal experts around? <laughs> Dilly suddenly remembers that Hubert II is on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, we, we have some questions about our uh, traveling companion, Hubert II. Oh, Stace, even the rods. <laughs> even. Samson, roll die. Tell me if you get even rods. Even. You are a lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> if it had been odd, the animal expert was going to be a hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, Korok says, I'd be happy to try to help you out in a little bit after we've had time to discuss. Awesome. Thank you. It's possible the caller might know something, but I wouldn't disturb her at this time. Okay. Do you know when it would be all right to disturb her? We would like to check on her. Um, it'd be best if we, in order to preserve the process, if we wait until after she's conducted her interview with the proctors. Okay. All right. Cool. Oh, this was... uh stressful i will uh we'll see you guys again soon okay so you guys walk out of this building the proctors shut the door behind you and you can see through the window one of them pulls out a small numenera device and they click it and all of a sudden like surrounding this little cabin is just this like white noise whoa okay okay so that didn't go badly I don't think. It did not go as bad as it could have. I agree. Okay. I don't think it really went. Cha-Cha, I think you did really well. I mean, it could have gone better, but like, I was the mature adult in that situation, unlike some people. Yeah, I think her whole family died. Um, so not saying that she was right or objective, but I would say that she was understandably upset. I mean, it's like saying you're upset because your family died and taking it out on a random person. Well, you're not strictly random, Chacha. You are involved. Okay. I mean, like, I think you did the right thing, but like, she looked 
You're taking it out on the receptionist. Maybe. I, she's looking for somebody to blame, I think. You know, it, to... Uh, so people want answers, and sometimes people want to see suffering, want justice, and or revenge. I mean, we, we have a person to blame, and we're at, she should just go actively chase that person. Kind of hard to miss that person. But yeah, yeah, but I think she's kind of caught up on the fact that you were given a hard choice, and the choice you made to avoid opening the door resulted in her family dying, and she's kind of caught up on that and not focusing on... The fact that you kept the door closed. I mean, so she's those choices. It was more like either way, your family's dead. So, and she does finger guns. Yep, that's that's exactly what I was trying to emphasize, Cha Cha. But you ever been really, really mad about something, Cha Cha, and just looking for someone to lash out at or something to burn? I mean, yeah, and then that's how we became wanted. Right. So, like, she's feeling the same way, I think, but she is just trying to do it through the, uh... He's legally trying to get revenge on me? HR, or is, is this a legal system? I think this I'm is legal. Sure. She's trying to find someone to have revenge, to take revenge on, or deliver justice for. Yeah. Also, pretty wild that they let her be a proctor. Like, that seems kind of... Yeah, it doesn't really seem like a conflict. Like, we're all like, oh, conflicts of... This does seem like a conflict of interest, <laughs> where, like... Oh, hey, you're definitely too involved in this to be rational party. Yeah. I feel like that might be like a good question to ask, actually, Cha-Cha, because I feel like you're right. Like, but are the proctors making a decision? But imagine if we could convince her, of all people, of the rightness of your actions. That would look really good for us when the auditor shows up, you know? Yeah, maybe. We could throw this person under the bus. Yes. I, that's not what she said. That's, no. Nope, not what I... Pass nope. the blame. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Dilly, you see Merrick coming out of another one of the cabins, kind of along the edge of this like little safe house slash settlement that they've got set up here. He comes out, shuts the door and, you know, his shoulders slump a little bit and he just steps out and he just finds a rock and he just kind of sits on it. Oh, crap. Okay. Dilly will walk over to Merrick. He looks up at you. How's Mama Jay doing? Better, but still not great. These things, they've got a poison in them. Okay. Uh, you should know. You've been bitten before. I i wasn't there when she needed me. I should have been. I, I mean, you're not... As far as I know, you're just one guy. You gotta, can only be in one place at a time. I'm sure you, had, you were doing something else equally important. And you got her here. You got her here alive, so that's... Yeah, both so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, can I have a moment, Dilly? Uh, yeah, no, no problem. And Dilly will awkwardly go back to Nixon, Chacha. Holy shit. Merrick will look at Nix and kind of motion her over. Nix comes over. A lot of shit's happened, Nix. I know. He kind of looks over at Dilly. I'm really, I'm really fond of Dilly, but I keep wondering, uh- did I make a mistake when I saved him from those lampreys? And that's where we'll end this episode. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. That's so mean. (laughs) Alex, something about this episode. Oh, man. Guess it was, like, interesting just, like, trying to balance everybody and, like, the dynamic. And then we ended up with, uh, maybe I shouldn't have saved your life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I do like how we're, like, do 
we're depicting a good emotional response where a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm, I'm not good after this horrible thing happened. And maybe I will lash out to somebody who is slightly connected. Mm-hmm. Kudos for Chacha for keeping her cool. I, know. <laughs> I was just like, I was like waiting for it to happen. Like just, yes. Mm-hmm. It helped that you guys had some good like preparation roles <laughs> heading into it because otherwise that meeting could have gone very, very different. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Specifically, like had that paperwork not been in order around Chacha, Ahani would have freaking leapt at that. It would have been like blood in the water for her. It's fucking bureaucracies, man. Yeah. Yes. So we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions, and that's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you really dig. This week, it is my turn. And this week, I will offer you all an XP if you watch the TV series, Our Flag Means Death, which you can get on HBO Max. By the time this episode's come out, you've probably already heard tons of stuff about it, but I'm going to tell you about it all over again because I love it. So it is a show that, like, if you look at the advertising around it, it kind of looks like it's going to be what we do in Shadows except with Pirates, which is, like, you know, what we do with Shadows. They basically took, hey, what if vampires, but we make them all just really stupid (laughs) and trying to get by in the modern world, right? And to a certain extent, they do that a little bit with pirates. Like, what if pirates, but they're all kind of idiots on some level? But it's way more nuanced than that. It's actually based off of a footnote in history about the gentleman pirate Steve Bonnet, this like wealthy landowner who basically abandoned his family and went out to try to be a pirate. And like he did it in very unusual ways. Like he paid his crew a wage, so it wasn't just based off their plunders. And he did operate within sort of the same territory that Blackbeard did. There's not a lot of other details around that that you hear about. So this figure in this show is played by Reese Darby, a fantastic actor from New Zealand. He plays Steve Bonnet, the sort of clueless gentleman pirate that is trying to do the piracy thing, but for him it's almost like adventure storybooks. His crew realizes he doesn't know anything, and so they're all kind of always on the verge of mutiny, except that They kind of love him, too, because he's so friendly and he uses, like, these positive management techniques and things (laughs) like that. Like, like, you know, like we talk it through as a crew when we have difficult feelings and, and things like that. And the story starts off with that and it's sort of dealing with all these, like, weird pirates and him being sort of a fish out of water in piracy. And in an amazing performance, Taika Waititi plays Blackbeard, who encounters him and is first initially curious because the way Steed Bonnet does things, and this was also something from history that was true. Steed Bonnet, when he had his ship built, he actually had a fireplace put in his cabin as well as bookshelves built. So he brought his library of his favorite books with him on this boat, which of course to any other pirate is like, you're insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you do that? But the thing that I think really takes this above sort of campy look at piracy is the beauty of the relationships. There are a lot of specifically like queer relationships, not queer coded relationships, but actual queer relationships that are very clearly stated and addressed straightforward and matter of fact within the show. There's a non-binary character that everybody is just completely casual about the fact of them being non-binary, which can be somewhat anachronistic, but 
it's still like sort of fit overall thing. And I don't want to spoil anything, but the relationships are rather complex. You can get deeply invested in them. And it's just a really fun story. So I would highly recommend people check it out. The first two episodes are good, but I think the series really picks up steam around episode three when Blackbeard fully like comes into the picture. The whole cast is amazing. Reese Darby and Taika Waititi are amazing as Steve Bonnet and Blackbeard. All the other characters that you bump into along the way are great. You've got Leslie Jones as another infamous piratical figure and one of her many husbands played by Fred Armisen. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good show. I really like it. It's only 10 episodes. And so it's a quick watch. And the episodes are only like a half hour each. And they're all on HBO Max right now. If you're outside of the U.S., I don't know if they're on HBO Max or on something else, but highly recommend Our Flag Means Death. Hell yeah. Sounds good. So if people wanted to reach out to us to tell us what they think about Our Flag Means Death or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Oh, well, I guess I should mention that we have a website, explorerswanted.fm. You can find a lot of our shit there and a lot of links to our socials. On Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. If you want to just hang out with us more uh, directly, we have an excellent Discord. Explorerswanted.fm slash Discord will bring you there. Talk about TV shows and plants and movies and stuff. It's great. Come hang out. Also, if you feel a driving need to support us financially, you can do so at patreon.com slash explorers wanted. Or again, use our diehard dice, dice for the code explorers wanted at checkout. If you can't financially support us, we totally understand. The best thing that you can do for us is to tell a friend, tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing is to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts. If you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, how's it going? Are you feeling any better? (laughs) Last time we talked, you told me that you were missing time. You don't recall that? I guess that's to be expected. Anyway, you told me that you'd come to in front of your kitchen sink and had no memory of how you got there. Sometimes you'd find something waiting for you in the basin, something dark and wet. Your hands would be sticky, your fingertips tingling at the tacky tug of your stained skin. Well, if you don't remember, that's fine. But Next time it happens, and it will happen, why don't you try something new? Take a bite. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. Tacky Tug is going to live in my head for a little bit. I'm at Slam Potato. Like, Bussy is just like... It's just like ricocheting through my head right now. And I'm just like, I want to think of anything of pussy, pussy, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm T with a unicorn on Twitch and real T unicorn on Twitter. All right. That's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whatever you're listening to this. And bye. bye.